Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, huddle up, huddle up. We're going to crank these engines up on one, on one. All right. Wait, did he? Wait, did he Drivers, start your engines. This is the finish line. I approached a great offensive lineman in the past. Larry Little, Dwight Stevenson, Jim Langer, all Hall of Famers, and Richmond Webb belongs in that same group. Here are your hosts, legendary Miami Dolphins left tackle Richmond Webb, Reason, and Mr. Ballgame. What is good, Finn Nation? What's good? It's your boy Reason, and we're back here for another episode of The Finish Line, joined once again by my co-host, the legendary Richmond Webb, the Triple OG, Mr. Ballgame. And before we get into opening thoughts here, I just wanted to say, yesterday I told you guys that there was still interest on both sides, but with the Bills clearing space, the belief was they were making room for Poyer. What happened today? The other two things I committed to were Needham's gone and Sherfield's gone. And if people didn't see it, Sherfield tweeted out a goodbye Miami tweet and then deleted it. So, so I, I just want to say another time we go through this period of people putting out, trying to get ahead of these gun, uh, the gun, throwing SHIT at the wall, hoping it sticks. Now all these people have egg on their face. I keep telling y'all. Stop listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. And now you see the clown show that is, man. I'm surprised these guys aren't pulling up on these Twitter streets and these YouTube streets in the little car and a bunch of the clowns get out and then it's nothing but a clown car. I'm surprised we haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm sure one of them will add that to their intro sooner or later. Anyways, let's get into this. Um, gentlemen, it started off. Man, what a Sunday to be alive that was, huh? People were saying prayers after they left church, after we got Jalen Ramsey. You know, everyone was just, you know, everyone was in the highest spirits. Now, one thing I warned everyone before we got into free agency was quantity over quality. That's a term I kept hearing. And now with the things are playing out, it's clearly a quantity over quality. But I still think they're getting quality with a lot of these moves at a lot of different right prices. So we'll talk about that in a bit, but overall, how are you guys feeling now with two days done of the tampering window, the Ramsey trade over, and we'll get into the Ramsey trade as well. And now day one of free agency officially pretty much, well, it's going to go on all day, but it's pretty much starting to wind down here. So how are you guys feeling after now three days um, of with these movements? How are you? We'll start with you, Richmond. How are you feeling? I'm actually feeling good. Shout out to my man, Mr. Ballgame. Um, birthday was yesterday. So, yeah, so he's a birthday boy. Y'all y'all show him some love on Twitter. Blow his Twitter page up and wish him happy birthday. It was yesterday. But, uh, man, I'm feeling good. And, you know, you know, you made some great points um, just a few minutes ago in your intro. 
And I, I think we talked about it last week and we talked about it the week before is let the Dolphins do what they need to do. I mean, they're making the right moves. Just breathe a little bit. But when, like you said, you got to be careful who you listen to. <laughs> I don't know who you're referring to. I really don't care. Oh, there's a ton. But, they're on Twitter. They're yeah, at yeah. every platform you can find. Jeez. Right. And, and, and so it really doesn't matter. But if it's not a reliable source of somebody that's pretty consistent, um, just be careful, you know, who you put your ear to and don't just react don't let them get your emotions all out of control and react on this roller coaster ride. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, some of those clown cars and stuff. I hadn't been to the circus in a while. It'd be good to see some guys riding around in that day. I'm doing good. Um, man, nothing to complain about. Uh, I think the Ramses thing, that that just took me over the edge. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, it took us back to when we had Jones X and you got Holland. You, t- you got a chance to turn the kid like that loose up. I'm looking at three pro bowlers if everything go right. I mean, it's, this defense is nasty. So I, I know Mr. Ballgame won't talk about that because that's his thing. But when you got two shutdown corners like that, I mean, it's just – it could be real ridiculous. So I'm 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 happy. I'm good. I'm going to turn it over to the birthday boy. A birthday man, not boy. I'm sorry about that. Well, I'm Mr. rolling Ball through game. the comments, Ballgame. All these keep flying up. I'm just – I'm trying to keep up with them. Donation from Rhino said two dollars says happy birthday ball, but I'm just flying through them. Go ahead, ball game. Hey guys, I'm good, man. Everything is um to be honest with you, everything is as I expected it would be. Um I didn't think that with all of the moves they made last year and how 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 we assembled this team, I didn't necessarily believe that uh, oh yeah, yeah, I appreciate all the birthday wishes, by the way. I'm before I get too deep in this. I didn't think that they would make a huge splash, but I I do. I did believe that they would go and look for key guys that they could bring in that would be um, one younger, two yep. um, possess and show the ability to be able to be cross trained to do different things, and show an oh to some degree a level of being able to take their current level of play to the next level with the proper coaching. And I, t- you know, Fangio's a coach, and still at the end of the day, by all you know, by all participants, he's still coach. Right, and he's a teacher. He likes that aspect of the job, taking young guys that nobody knows and names that nobody's ever covered it, and making them into something that nobody ever thought thought they could be. And um, I think across the board, he's done a good job of filling in his defense with those type of players. You know, yeah. now now guys, you know, Long just has to stay healthy for seventeen games. Um, Elliot uh, had some issues up in Detroit early on in the season with um, not studying the playbook. But he got it back. He got back on the field. You know, what I'm saying, and had a very successful um, tail end. He was benched earlier in the season, and like, and like game two or game three, but then came back in like week five, and then balled out. You see, what I'm saying. So yeah. I don't have an issue with. I don't have an issue with that because I watched his projection. I, I watched. I watched him play a lot just because you know he had the Sunday pass, and I liked the fact that Detroit was a scrappy team. So I got an opportunity to see a lot of them. So when I saw that Detroit didn't retain him. I was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? I had him on my list, but I was like, ah, they probably won't, you know, you never know. But I didn't think, the, I knew that point, it was probably not going to be happening just because Buffalo was running out of, um, Buffalo was running out of guys, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, now yeah. they got to fill the holes with uh, Edmund, 
other things. So I was like, okay, well, you know. Well, they, well like that's Elliot. the thing, ball game. It, like it wasn't just players, right? Like, they lost Leslie Frazier. Like, yeah. I, I said when I did my free agent target right. video, I said there's no way they're going to let Edmonds and Poyer walk. And then yesterday they started clearing space, and right away I heard, well, they're clearing. And then, to, and then remember, they cleared a bunch of space, and then Diggs restructured at night or something like that. Like, they cleared a, they cleared like $35 right. million. They cleared thirty about $35 million. $35 million. And, and someone tweeted yeah. out from the Buffalo media that they only have about 21 million left. So, so they signed someone else too, but for cheap money. So I think they gave Poyer around 12, 12 ish million. When the numbers come out, Poyer's going to be at about 11 or 10 million. And I'm telling you yeah. right now, we weren't going above seven or eight. It wasn't just going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. So, right. so I'm, I'm extremely, I, I'm extremely happy with um, Greer, especially in regards to um, you knew last, you know, most of your success in terms of the back end was built off of having two cornerstones at those outside boundary spots. And he went out and got arguably still today one of the best guys to do it. You know what I'm saying? And um, over the past couple, at least the past seven years. And um, Jones was solid, but the whole debacle with him and stuff, if you got to find somebody. And they went out and got the man. They went out and got you know Ramsey brought him back home. That's a big signing that um, yeah. I we'll think talk we about needed. the we'll talk, you know, we'll talk about the, Ram- the opposite side. We'll, stuff. Talk, we'll, we'll talk, talk about Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about Ramsey that. specifically when we get there. All right, okay. this guy's over here yeah. ju- jumping the gun so, over here, bro, because he's the birthday. Boy. No, no. Huh? Well, I'm just yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> I know, I'm, 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 extremely, I'm extremely pleased with where we are right now, and yeah. I don't and I and I I told you told you guys before I, I got I got faith in Greer to um to see. And it's necessary to keep this team as balanced as possible and make us deadly on both sides. So yeah, it's, it's um shaping up to be a really good off season so far. So, um, Samuel says, "Thank God, Reason didn't rant too long about how right he is, how right he is about this and that." Do you know why? I I don't need to anymore. You know why? Because <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I'm just tired of being right. All right, that, that's he's taking a, he's taking a shot. Shots fired. All right, I, I like. No, don't, don't, I don't, don't get tired. Don't right. get tired of being right. No, you won't get tired of being wrong. Don't get tired of being right. You know, man, I'm tired of being right. Like, what am I gonna do? Come up here every day and tell you how right I am? It's getting to that point. I don't even have to. If you listen, you know what's up. Um, keeping it going with all the happy birthdays to ball game richmond webb equals hall appreciate of fame it, let's get it. it done larry says happy birthday young man young man um let me see if i can go through the rest of these just quickly because hey it's, uh, da, 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 da. all right looks like actually it looks like i kept up with the oh hold on found one Looks like I kept up for the most part, though. But overall, happy birthday to the quadruple OG now. Quadruple OG. Next 5G. Next, you're going to be 5G. 4G now. Yeah, bro. I'm going to call you cellular service because you're going to be 5G next year. 5G. That's him. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's get into what ballgame was about. And I'll let ballgame start off. When we go over here, let's talk about because they haven't had the chance to give all of you their, you know, their thoughts. I have, so I'll give them the floor here. Um, but it was made official today, obviously, um, that 
Jalen Ramsey, right, is now coming to the Miami Dolphins. And even still, I want to show this. Check this one out. This is what's kind of crazy to me here. Um, you know, because we have talked about it before, ball game. You know, and I've talked about how people have told me behind the scenes that, you know, X and Byron wasn't really a happy marriage. <laughs> Look at X already out there taking Jalen Ramsey right. around. It was announced today that this is what, you know, obviously they could officially announce it. So we, we traded the fodder that was Hunter Long, how we got someone to accept that. My God, Chris Greer needs a statue built for himself just off that. And a third round pick right. for arguably, you know, top three, top two court. He is now CB1 in Miami. Ball game, Richmond, start with you, ball game. Your thoughts on the biggest addition who's restructured and being team friendly right out the gate. And in fact, is that the heat game right now? What are your guys' thoughts on Jalen Ramsey? Well, the, cra- the craziest thing for me, man, is like I hear I heard some of the, the, the larger network um analysts talk about oh he's not the player he used to be and all these things. And the only thing that changed about Ramsey was the fact that because he didn't have um there was no that wasn't really no stability in the the defensive play calling, and early on when they started sustaining them injuries after the Super Bowl run, they kind of knew that they wasn't a team that was going to be able to be as aggressively competitive as they needed to be. So he gave up a couple. He gave up maybe a yard and a half more in completions than he did the year previous. But he still had four picks, which led was was tied for the lead in the league. Had twenty pass breakups. And people rarely ever threw at him. So I didn't I didn't understand that. But in the same sense, I did know that if we could secure someone's services for the outside boundary position on this team for Fangio's defense, we wouldn't necessarily need to go elite um, at the safety spot. And that's what we see. We saw them go out and grab a quality, um, young 25-year-old guy, right, that can be paired up with Javon Hollins in the back because now you have two arguably the best still at the game, in the game, corners boundary corners on the team with X and, and Jalen. And I just think like people really don't people really don't fathom in how huge this is going to be for in terms of all of the intricacies that Angio can actually throw at it. And we've got two guys that can completely isolate um with Jalen taking the number one, which is what Byron did and X flourished in that because he didn't have to worry about what was going on over on the other side. He was able to play free, able to play confident and, and, you know, freelance do his own thing. And I think to some degree, Fangio, if I remember correctly, Fangio is still the type of coach that he wants discipline within the defense. But for his veterans, he really, he allows them to play free. He allows them to be the best versions of themselves as long as they don't leave the guy behind them on an island. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, you know, just leave it, you know, mess, leave the rest of the, the defense screwed up because you're over there doing too much on your own. And I think I think both of these guys are built somewhat from the same mold, and that's going to be huge because now you got to pick your poison. Which side? Which 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 outside court? I mean, which outside wide receiver you really want to throw to? If you really truly want to test the the, the secondary, you got Holland up on the perch at some point. Probably wind up being Elliott at some point up on the perch, and now this gives them flexibility now to bring Brandon Jones back. And I can play the nickel too. You know what I'm saying? They can go, you can go four, two, five, but you can have Jones in there at the slot corner, you know, in the in the walk down spot to help with the run and be able to take take on some of the bigger packages that teams, you know what I'm saying, 
So they could be the base package for them too. And I just think that flexibility now with Jalen being able to be a part of that frees Holland up now. So now Javon Holland now gets to go back to being, um, uh, you know what I'm saying, of the player that he was touted to be because he doesn't have to worry about going over and doing double coverage now over the outside boundary spots. Like he had to do so much last year with going down and the younger corners being out there. This, this is huge, man, especially when, you just brought in, like I said, brought in a new DC, right? And the great part, Ramsey already knows. He already knows the scheme. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He already knows what's being asked of him, so it's not like he's got to he's got to start from scratch. You don't have to yeah. fix a whole lot of things with him, the terminology, maybe, and then equate that to what's being called now and get it going. In defense, honestly, bro, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I think. I think Brandon Jones is becoming a sub package guy now. I think yeah. they're going to rotate creepers between Holland and Deshaun because you saw how much they used. Like, look at Deshaun Elliott. The guy plays in the box in the slot, or he can play, right. sing, or he can play, you know, on the perch, like you said. Like, but a lot of his, a ton of block box. I think now they've designed it where you don't know who's creeping up on you. You don't right. know who's moving in the. This is helping his disguise. That's that's like you you don't know now. Right, like, like yeah. with Brandon Jones, you know, right? You know what? What? Yeah. Right? That's why he's going to become a package guy because you, you're just going to put him in obvious box situations and use him in that. But Deshaun and Holland, you don't know which one's moving up. You, th- th- those guys can give you totally different looks. They can give you three different looks before you snap the ball. Right? Pre-snap, at the snap, yeah. and after the snap, they could literally try and give you three different looks. Because they give you so much flexibility when you see how those two guys play. Anyways, that's how I that you know, I, man, this Ramsey. Match, and you this, made a good this, point because I didn't even coverage. make this point, bro. I didn't even make this point. I didn't even think about him and being in Staley with Staley. Right? I didn't even think about yeah. Ramsey. Ram, so you know, scheme familiarity. I, yep. Well, I should say the remnants of Staley being there, right? Because that's the defense they've been right. running since since Staley was that's there and the since he left, event. right? Yeah, so... Right. Man, yeah, and you're right. Just terminology, it's going to be an easy fix. And before we get to Richmond, ball game, talk about this. He also, you're an FSU fan. As he gets into his 30s, you can transition mm-hmm. to his own, safety, man. You, know? you can You can transition Is to it? safety, can't you? It, what, well, yeah, well, you can because... That's what he was prior to him switching the corner at FSU. He was a safety. They, they and he still has him. all they, the ability. Yeah, they recruited him. They recruited him to fan. I mean, to FSU as a safety, and because of injuries, he went to go play corner. He just never moved back. But he was lights out at safety in high school, and he still retained a lot of that. Especially when you look at some of the stuff that the Rams did, where they actually did their invert coverages, and he was playing um, backside or wide side field, deep half safety. You feel mm, me in the in the coach yeah. inverse stuff, and he flourishes at it still because he's he's just naturally a safety playing corner. So, can, can, ball game. Can I tell you what I love about this? We know X is going to come off the books and get no money, pro- either next year if if they ball out in like not next season but the season after. But if they want to make moves, it'll be next season. They'll probably come off of them, dude. They've already gone right. out and got the cornerback one. He's younger. And then now they've set themselves up where the draft picks come next year. You could move off X this offseason and use your first-round pick and go get a corner and put him opposite of Jalen Ramsey and start grooming the next guy. Like, 
This is how good yep. teams operate. Russell says, happy birthday. Quantity over quality doesn't sound like a win-now mentality, but it does. See, I when, I when I first told you guys that term, I said, don't look at it as they're just looking for a bunch of jabronis. They have gone with a quantity over quality from approach, and I even said at the beginning, they've gotten quality players in the quantity. We, we're, you know, Deshaun Elliott, David Long, we can just start there. And, and, you know what I mean? So, um, and John Forte said, that's why I have the best channel to tell how it is, my brother. I think people get too wrapped up in the names, man, as opposed mm-hmm. to the gameplay itself. The contributors. Go back, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Take the times and go back and look at um, not just the highlights, but look at some of the games that Elliott played and some of the games that Long played. You'll see that these guys are high-level for, for – you know, they, they had high-level production and uh, productivity, and that's what you want, right? You want yeah. guys that you can say, listen, this is what I need you to do, and they give you a little more than what you asked of them, then they've hit the wicket, and you still got the money's worth, right? That's what it comes down to. Everybody's not going to be a big name. And, that, you know, when you go out here name-chasing in football, you wind up setting yourself up for failure because you can have a whole bunch of high-level names, but – they never, they never really gel together. Most of these guys, the guys that they brought in in particular, are all guys that are team-first guys. And they're willing yeah. to do whatever's asked of them to ensure that the team's successful. Get a championship. They're trying to get a championship. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear your thoughts before we move on here, Richmond. What are your thoughts on Ramsey? Because I'm sure you've been in the locker room when a superstar has come into the room. Um, you know, how, how do you see this? What, what's your stance on this? I mean, I mean, I think it's a win-win. Like you say, you know, they made a decision on Jones, but when you can replace Jones with a guy like Ramsey, a guy that just previously won a Super Bowl, and I think the Rams were in a situation to where, you know, last year they didn't have a season they did, but they had injuries. I mean, the quarterback got hurt, so they had to shuffle through that, this and that. But um, he's still one of the top corners, I think, in, in, in the league right now, so Mm-hmm. You get a guy like that that's happy to come here. That's like Paul came said, he's home, so he's back in Florida, family, this and that. A lot of people can come see him play, uh, this and that. And at the same time, it's it's not a secret that you know he knows about about Fangio and and the things he's done with his defense and stuff like that. And then say, I can come in and I can play opposite corner with X, and I'm sure he knows about Holland because you study the guys that play your position. And say, hey, this is this is a cakewalk, man. We can we can make some things happen. And then, even in his comments, uh, I thought it was kind of funny, but he just did uh, true. But he said, "I look forward to practicing against Tyreek Hill versus having to worry to play against him." So, you know, that's respect. But you know, like we brought in Tyreek Hill, we see the impact he made being a leader uh, on the offense. Winning a Super Bowl, this and that. Now you transition. You're doing the same thing with guys of that caliber, and guys that are happy to be here. I think that's one of the things that you know sticking out to me. And, and like I said, a lot of people say he's lost a step, this and that. I guarantee you, if you ask some of the opposing teams in the in the AFC East, some of the quarterbacks are going to have to throw against him and X. Uh, the offensive coordinators that not only got to deal with Fangio, but deal with 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 two shutdown corners and stuff like that. This is definitely some concern and not just from – so don't get caught on what the analysts say. Look, I, I guarantee if you ask New England, the Jets, um, people in our division, that they're going they're going to have some concerns. But I, I think it was a great move. Um, I think it was a definitely quality. So 
I was really happy when I when I saw that because that just that just showed up and I saw what even before Fangio got here, what you could do with two shutdown corners and they had that again. It's just man, it just frees up so many things. So I'm I'm definitely excited about it. You're muted, bro. We can't hear you, bro. David Long is his Brandon says David Long is a steal in this free agency class. When healthy, he will be a perfect guy for the Fangio defense. Russell says, come out of retirement and play right tackle, please, Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all wanted to win next year, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Before we uh just the last thing to touch on this Ramsey thing, and it's really just the last part here we're we're gonna focus on here. Um Listen to what Cam Wolf sits here and says really towards the end, all right? So check this one out. Yeah, Andrew. Jalen Ramsey actually just got to the Dolphins facility. I talked with his uh, cornerback duo partner, Xavier Howard, this this afternoon. He said he's actually going up to the facility right now to show Ramsey around, and he's excited about the opportunity to be there with another number one corner. And he said with the move today with Aaron Rodgers headed to the Jets, they can't wait to show what that duo can do Woo! and what's loaded AFC Coming for you, now. A-Rod. But you mentioned what's ahead for a- Miami. A-Rod. They just made a move. Uh, a few minutes to go to agree to terms with safety Deshaun Elliott. Another move to try to get that defense more rangy, faster, and more versatile. That's been a priority for Vic Fangio and this crew this offseason with the Ramsey move, with the move for linebacker David Long, who should be a value signing if he stays healthy, and now Elliott. But going forward, they want to spend a little bit of time on the offensive line. They've got three spots figured out in left tackle Teron Armstead, center Connor Williams, and right guard Robert Hunt. But they have two young players in left guard Ian Eichenberg and right tackle Austin Jackson that they would love to win those spots. But due to injuries and uncertainty, it's still a question mark at this point. And so look for them to be on the free agency market to find one or two guys to compete with them in that spot. But just briefly going back to Ramsey, I talked with him a few minutes after his trade. All right. Well, okay. So let's talk about this real quick. So, I, I, you know, I've been mm-hmm. saying it and I'll keep saying it. It feels like Greer is just they're, – they're trying to they're trying to make forces to make this work. They just can't let go of the capital they spent on those guys. Um, now, he does say they're going to pivot, but he's stre- – you know, you got to listen to the wording. He says they're going to bring in someone to compete. And what have I said all along? I think they're going to bring in like a second-tier type of guy here. Um, and it started off well, – one of the first moves they made today was they re- – I don't know if you guys saw it, but they brought back Kendall Lamb. Lamb. So they brought back Kendall Lamb today, obviously a depth guy, nothing really much more than that. Your guys' thoughts on what they said right there because, you know, I, I found it interesting that – look at how much a guy like – okay, we saw how much – you know, we saw how much Jawan Taylor and McGlitchy went. But then you look at Caleb McGarry just going for over $11 million, and you're talking about like an elite run blocker and above-average pass blocker, kind of perfect for this offense, really what they want to do. And $11 million compared to the other guys on the market is a bargain. You know, you saw what Trey Pipkin signed for yesterday, like about, what, $7 million a oh, year? Yeah, yeah. You know, not very not very much. And then now, right, like what's out there? You know, the best probably options are probably, you know, restricted free agents, Terrence Steele. And Yash Nijman, those are probably your best. Or bringing back like Brandon Shell, because even Riley Reef went somewhere today. Um, what what are you what are you guys' thoughts on how this offensive line is? Because let's be honest here, gentlemen, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. 
And we're getting into that territory with these guys. Like my stance is, and we'll start with you, Richmond. My stance is if any of these guys are going to hit, put them in the, a, a competition at left guard with Lester Cotton and Robert Jones. May the best man win, but shore up that right tackle. Cause you know what? You're only as strong as your weakest link. I think we can cope with one weak link on the on the line inside of Connor Williams and Teron Armstead, but two weak links, you start playing with fire a little bit here. So what are your overall thoughts? Because I, I just, Richmond, I just, you know, square peg in a round, round hole. That's what just keeps popping up into my head here. Where are you at on this? Well, I think the thing that I do like is – they want it to work out, but I think they're realizing that you've got to have some type of insurance or whatever in the event that it doesn't. And um, I think you could still see how it impacted the offense at times uh, when you didn't have a right tackle and a left guard. And you need guys that's going to be able to play consistently. And, you know, um, I know Austin Jackson was out for the majority of the season. I know he got hurt in the injuries as part of the game, this and that. But um, this will be his, what, fourth year? Is this Austin's fourth year coming up? I think it's maybe his fourth year coming up. And so he made, he made when he played last year, he actually looked pretty good. But it's just you got to have somebody that's consistently there. And if he can't play, you got to have somebody in there. So I, I think – the thing is, is they would love to see those guys work out, but at the same time, with what they're building and what they see right now, they're going to have some kind of insurance plan to say, yeah, you might be penciled in as a starter right now, but we're going to bring in guys that can compete that if you, if you can't handle the pressure, you know, you won't be here. We're going we're gonna to let the best, the best man win, and I, I think that's what you got to do. You've got to continue to bring in guys that's going to help show up uh, like you said, the weakest link, this and that. You might be able to get away with one, but two is a lot, especially on the offensive line. Um, you can kind of hide that guy sometimes. But that's that's the way I'm looking at it. I think they are going to bring in some guys to help short it up and then, you know, have those guys looking over their shoulder and say, man, I got to I gotta make this work because if not, you know, I could be looking for a job somewhere else. And, you know, you can't shy away from competition. You got you to meet ahead on and show that, hey, Y'all brought me here. Y'all giving me a chance. Now it's time for me to step up and, and meet the challenge. Two of the way, says Wolf said on the Big O Show that we're looking at right tackle for a reasonable price. I'm going to tell you this right now. Trey Pipkins was a reasonable price yesterday. Had three years, seven, seven, seven and a half million per. Trey Pipkins was a very reasonable price. McGarry, for what he was compared to the other guys, very reasonable price at $11 million. So what I think they're doing is, again, it's lower – mid second tier guy at best who listen Brandon shell was okay but ball game broke down the film with me and Martin last year you know shells a guy you want playing two or three games maybe four you don't want him as a full-time starter because right. the wheels started falling off a little bit at times with shell last year if you watched the all 22 okay so listen there are things I don't play around with we're already being bargain bin shoppers at the running back position. You do not bargain bin shop with bookend tackles, especially when one's a blind side. I am not, I'm not a believer in that. And I've never, before we drafted to a ball game was on the Tuesday night panel. And I used to say all the time ball game. What did I say? I don't care if you're drafting Burrow to a Herbert Jordan. Give me a wall. Tackles. 
that they got in Oakland at the time or Indianapolis at the time in 2019. Build that because you know what? If we draft, what did I say, Boggy? If we draft one of no these matter kids, who the quarterback out, is. Yep. If we draft one of these kids and don't work out, you just get the next guy, plop him behind him, and you're good to go. Just keep it running. And I can't, I can't deal with this bargain. This gets on. Okay, listen. I have, I'm a fan of free agency so far. There's only two moves I don't agree with. I don't see the use of bringing Gaskin back. He looks like nothing more than a camp body now because you gave Ahmed $1.8 million and you gave him the touches at the end of last year. And, you know, I don't get bringing him back when this draft is so deep at the position one. And two, not a fan of the of, of the neglecting of the offensive line. I expected them to spend heavily on the defense, but if you're going to neglect running back, and we spent $4.8 million between Wilson and Mostert. Okay? You can't bargain bin shop at all these different positions and expect your offense to be top 10. You, you just can't. So if you're going to bargain bin at running back, Make sure you get that offensive line right. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Just like if you're gonna spend, if you're gonna bargain bin on the offensive line, go get a stud running back who can make some of those weak links not matter. Right? You gotta balance it out. Anyways, I don't know. That's my rant on on the offensive line, and those are the only two things I haven't liked so far. Um, what what what? I mean, am I am I am I a lunatic, gentlemen? Am I irrational? I think that was a very reasonable point you made. I just think I just think the fact that um they think I believe they I believe they they believe they didn't make the right choices in, in um the coaches because when you when they went out and got um dude from Denver, that told me that the they coach? wanted somebody that really knew yeah, knew the intricacies of this wide zone. That they're trying yeah. to run, and maybe, maybe he, he's the difference maker right now. He no, no coach can do anything about a player getting hurt, you know. And I think that's unfortunate for I think it's unfortunate for Austin and for Liam that they sustained the injuries at the times that they did, and then when they came back, they just looked like shells of themselves. But that's just the nature of the game itself. I wasn't convinced that they were looking to. I mean, you've got one of the top left tackles in the game. Most people can argue and probably. I think Robert Hunt's top five when he's on his game at right guard. And you've got Connor Williams who played his ass at center opposition still. So, yeah, nobody wants two spots left guard and right tackle that aren't manned by somebody overly confident and overly um, blessed in the ability to be able to play at a top level. But the draft the, the draft status of those two guys is what's was pushing this thing. And when you have other unfortunately, when you have other individuals from other organizations mentioning those players, that's going to push the Dolphins, I think, to try to get all they can out of them before they have to walk away from them. And that that I, I think that's the biggest thing that they're facing now. They don't want to move off of these guys and say, you know what? Damn. And he goes they then they go somewhere else. And completely blow up, you know what I mean, and and and, and hit their stride. Well, Austin, this is the fourth year, and I think maybe, hopefully, maybe he's grown into the body now at this point, man body, and he'll show us the type of um, jump that Christian had. I, no, maybe not, maybe maybe not as big as what Christian Wilkins had, but to some degree, something to say, you know what? Okay, 
That's that's what we drafted. You see what I'm saying? And he was clo- I mean, he was he was above decent before he got injured, right? And um, then as he came back, like I said, he was a shell of himself. If you bring someone in to really put some heat on their asses, I think that's that might be the other piece that truly pushes these guys to push through some things and gatherings that's going to be given to them by the coach and put it, put it, put it on the field and, and have it be successful for them. So um, I didn't expect us to be overly flashy. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, you had the number two. For, for people, we had one of the top offenses in the league. So it's it's minor tweaks, really, right? Yeah. But I do agree that if you if you have the resources to go out and fill in one of those spots and not have it be an issue, just do it and be done with it and let the other guys fight for the other position. You know what I mean? And the best man wins. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that as well. So if it's, and if and if, and if it's not Austin, if it's not Liam that make, gets it, then it is what it is. But show up what you need to show up because offensive line. You know what I mean? It's the heart and soul of the offense. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ah, man, depressing. All right. So, <laughs> no, it's just, I just. <laughs> I don't get the areas where I get bargain bin shopping at running back. I don't get, I just don't get it with the offensive line. I've never, I've never understood. I mean, you look at what Philadelphia's done and for how long they put an offensive line out there. It didn't matter whether it's McNabb, Wentz, Vic, or Hertz. They've always, you know, look at the Dallas Cowboys continuously to spend resources on the offensive line. It didn't matter whether it's Rome or a Dak or even going back to Aikman. They've always tried to put out good offensive lines. You look at the Ravens, right? Look at the offensive lines. They've given Lamar Jack. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where I'm going here. Notice yeah. how, you know, like, it's just... Anyways, so like I think a, a name to watch is probably going to be Matt uh, Matt Feiler, uh, Feeler who got released from the Steelers because he has a tie to um uh, what's his face um uh, Frank Smith I believe it is Frank Smith's a big fan of him so and he could play right tackle or guard so that might be who they're that might be who they're more potentially working on what were you going to say Richmond sorry I don't forgot you good bro it wasn't nothing major you good. <laughs> All right, so let's get into, obviously, the big signing of the day. The big signing of the day was um, Deshaun Elliott, obviously. And we'll talk about this quickly here. Love it. Love Um, it. You know, I think this is a versatile defender who, you know, we spoke about. He can, you know, I mean, you don't know who's coming up into the box when when they run those two high shells now. Um, Loves contact. We got a thumper, ladies and gentlemen. We got a guy. Who loves to lay the lumper? Six, lumber. One, 205. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't allowed a touchdown pass in his coverage area for two seasons, I think it is. Yes, sir. Um, and you know, I, I'm a big fan. He's a great tackler. Um, you know, he's effective against the run when he moves up in the box, too. So, you know, I, I think this is, you know, I look at David Long and I look at this signing. These are two guys that have real high potential to outplay their contracts big time. That's what I look at these two guys. They, you know, you heard Cameron Wolf use the word value deal. This is what we're talking about. Like, you know, I look at David Long and let's just put it at five and a half million, even though the numbers aren't like when you break down the contract, it's not as cut and dry, but let's put it at five and a half million. David Long has the potential to play at like a $10 million to $12 million linebacker level. Like we're talking like Pro Bowl level. And I think the same can be said for Deshaun Elliott a little here. You got a guy 
um, who who can play at a really high level. So what are your thoughts? Uh, just again, ball game quickly on Deshaun Elliott because you know a lot of people in this fan base ball game remember they've been big name hunting for a running back, right? And hey, I'm gonna show you this ball game. I'm gonna give you a little a little ammo before you, I'm gonna set you up. I mean, go look at that. Go look at that man, Deshaun Elliott. Right, watch him right here when he was with the Ravens. Watch him against Derrick Henry right here. Look at how quickly he gets the head. Boom! Just stands him up, knocks the ball. Have you seen a man handle Derrick Henry like that? Woo! So, what, what, yeah. are, what are your thoughts, ball game? Yeah, I think one of the one of the biggest things that stood out to me when I watched um, film on uh, when I was watching Elliot last year was his will- his willingness to um, engage and in, in, in any area of the field that was um, a part of his coverage and a part of his responsibility of ensuring that nobody got loose. He didn't have a problem. He was taking on blockers. He was going up in there um, catching blitzing. He, man, the guy was all over the place. I think a lot of what happened to him early on was just the fact that there was just miscommunication between him and the coaches, and um, it was frustrating because uh, – um, I think he said that he was being sent mixed signals. So and it and it didn't play out for him the way it was supposed to play out on the field, and they they lost confidence in him. But then a couple of injuries happened. He got back in there, and he never he, and he never lost the job again. And that to me uh, stands out because I know I can rely on him. He's a, he's a guy that the coach can say, "Hey, this is what this is what it is. This is what we're trying to accomplish here." All right, coach, how do you want me to do it? Or you just want me to figure it out? He's smart enough. He's intelligent. You know what I'm saying? And um his range, his range is amazing. Four five eight guy, right? He ran mm. a little slower. He ran, but he's he's fast. He's faster on, he's faster film, on the bro. field. Yeah, his play right? speed's so, higher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way faster. Way yeah, yeah. Play yeah. speed way higher. So um pairing him with the Holland man is gonna be um a, a beautiful thing. And at six one, two oh five, he 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 he's a true he'll be a, a true strong safety in this game with this ability to play up on the perch when they were to take, you know what I'm saying, and not lose anything in terms of coverage and deep coverage, um, playmaking and pass coverage ability. Um, so I like it. I like it across the board. I didn't think I, me personally, I didn't think that the Detroit was Lions were going to let him out of there, but they had a lot of young guys in the secondary yeah, that they had. They so I, when I was looking over it, I was like, if they, if, if they, if they did let him go, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with it, and now it happened, man. So it's kind of crazy how that all worked out. But you know, I have my own list of guys that I, I really liked, and for different reasons. And Elliot is definitely one of them, and I think he's going to be a solid contributor. Um, he brings a little bit more of what you would want a prototypical strong safety to be than Brandon Jones. But you know, Brandon Jones still got a special place in my heart because he's willing to do so many different things for you. But you know, in terms of what Fangio is going to require out of his safeties in this defense. Elliot can do that and some, and that's that's huge for us because at this point now, you don't have to chase a name like Poyer. You got your guy that can, can allow your safeties to be the best version of themselves when you put Ramsey in. So now these guys get to play free. They get to play fast. They get to play, you know what I'm saying, um, two and for each other. And, you know, that, that's that's going to be amazing for this back end. I think it's gonna be, we're going to see a lot of good things from this group. So. 
Agreed. Um, let's get your thoughts, Richmond. Also, Phil Jones says, Richmond, reach out to Dougley and ask him about a gift I just sent him. I got the item in 1997 when you and I, Coach John Strong, fished on a boat in the annual fishing tournament, sent him a picture of us with the gift. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, I saw the signing. <clears throat> I watched Detroit's defense, but not so much the individual players like ball game, you know, defense is his thing. But what I do remember about Detroit watching them last year is kind of the first half of the season, they would lose games, but they were always within a touchdown or whatever in the game. And then when they finally got it together, the second half of the season, they, they almost, they missed the playoffs by like one game. So, um, and I remember they really got after um, Aaron Rodgers. I think that was the last regular season game. I mean, High energy playing this and that coming up. And when I heard great tackler, I think that's one of the things that I was physical and a great tackler because I know at times in our secondary, we try to still make tackles and they weren't very efficient at it. So when you got, you know, like a guy like him and Holland back there, you know, they, they're going to bring the heat. And then when you have a guy like that, it's almost like having another linebacker on the field, you know, when he's a great tackle, physical and stuff like that. And I, I was thinking when ball game saying, I think him and Jones went to Texas, so they probably were teammates in, in college. So, you know, they got some familiarity. You can tell him, you know, how he likes it, this and that. But I, I thought it was a great – when I started hearing all the positives and stuff like that, I thought it was a great addition. So, um, yeah, I, I think it was a huge signing. So, yeah, I like it. Well, you know what's crazy? Think about this one for a sec, guys. We've got two college safety tandems in our backfield right now, if you actually think about it. Roman McKinley and Holland played together at Oregon. They were that safety tandem in Holland's last year. And now you got Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones were a safety tandem in Texas. So, like, that's kind of crazy when you actually, like, think about that. I don't know I don't know when the last time I could see that. My rare says, you guys think Greer is waiting for Orlando Brown Jr. to come back to earth? Brother, that man wants left tackle money. Okay. We would need, to, like, you would need to clear cap and give him basically the most of it or structure it so he has a low hit this year. And then, but I don't know about Orlando Brown, man. He apparently is very, very against moving back to right tackle. So, moving guys, we got over right 700. Tackle, yeah. We got over 710 of you in the room. Smash that like button. Subscribe if you knew. I appreciate y'all. We had over 800 yesterday and we had over a thousand. 30 the day before live so y'all guys have been showing up i appreciate everyone for coming through um all right so just a couple quick notes here before we talk about a, a new addition um so obviously the team they took care of a few of their own i talked about this earlier i don't really need to go over it too much um they re-signed miles gaskin one year deal you know and you look at the Wilson deal and you look at the Mostert deal and you look at Ackman being brought back for one year, they could be off all these running backs next off season. Again, if they really want to, the way they've structured Mostert and Wilson and now Gaskin and Ahmed only agreeing to come back to obviously one year deals. And then another familiar face came back. People might've remembered him last year. Um, we claimed Freddie Swain off rate waivers from Denver. Remember he was part of the practice squad last year, kick returner. Yeah, yeah, he played like five snaps for Denver when he went for them. So there you go, just a couple of depth pieces, special teams additions. But the one people probably want to hear our thoughts on the latest new addition to the offense, really, 
um, is guys, we added to the tight end room again, one year deal. And we've added Eric Saubert, um, a guy who, you know, he can get, he's kind of like Durham Smythe. He can contribute in the pass game and he's a steady, reliable blocker. He's a good pass blocker and he's a reliable run blocker. You know what I mean? He's an upgrade over Hunter Long. Yeah, I don't know what else to say that. He's better than Tanner Connor. And like the Gaskin, I do not think this sways the Dolphins, gentlemen, from going tight end in the draft. If a Washington, if Darnell Washington's in range, if Sam Laporta's in range at 51, I still think they're in play. If they got a high, you know, whether they take Zach Kuntz with with um, the pick in the 50s or the pick, pick in the 80s or Tucker Craft, I think those guys are still in play. This is only a one-year deal. It's a guy who can contribute like Smythe. Smythe only has one year left on his contract as well. And we know Tanner Connor's a development guy, so I don't think this sways them from taking a tight end on the draft. But your guys' overall thoughts on Eric Saubert, I like this signing. It's a depth signing. Listen, is it Foster Moreau who I wanted? No. But this is what they're looking for in a tight end. A guy who can contribute in the pass game, but a guy who's a reliable pass a, pa- a pass blocker and run blocker when he's tasked with it. Your guys' thoughts on the Eric Saubert signing. We'll start with you, Richmond Webb. Yeah, I, I think it's uh I think it's a great signing. I think what what when you look at the weapons you have at the wide receiver position, um, you don't great point. have to necessarily have a, a tight end that's gonna go in uh, third down situations or third long situations, do that. Mm-hmm. If he's efficient in running routes and catching passes, this and that, he can do that. And then at the same time, you get somebody that's reliable in the run game. Uh, like you said, if you got Smythe and you got Sauber, there's two guys right there that you can interchange in and out versus saying, okay, when Smythe is in the game, he's more of a passing, um, you know, they're going to throw the ball to him. So, the tendencies show that when he's in the game, they're going to throw the football more. And then when Salvers in the game, they're going to run the ball. When you got two guys that can kind of equally do both well or, or, or pretty good, that's one less thing you're not tipping your hand and, and giving away. So I, I like that. Um, and like I said, with, with the receivers we have in the room, you don't have to have a superstar at tight end, but you can still eat in the passing game at tight end. And I think that's what they're looking at. And, uh, normally the team carries about three tight ends. One might be like a deep snapper, but you need guys to play special teams as well. So as long as he can play special teams, this and that, it just it just makes total sense. And I agree with you, Reason. We still have uh, an opportunity to add a tight end and free and uh, not the free agency, but the draft as well. And I'm sure they're looking at that to you know develop another young guy. So yeah, and Richmond. Just... I mean, you've played with them. That's one of the slower developing positions too. So you got to get a couple reliable guys, even if you're going to draft a tight yeah. end high, because tight ends usually take till year two, year three, till you start seeing. Like Kyle Pitts was a top ten pick for a reason, right? But then you yeah. saw a little regression this year, but not because of the quarterback play. But you get, you know, we talk about guys, we talk about all this time, whether it's corners, offensive linemen. Tight end is one of those slow, usually historically one of those slower developing positions. So they've set themselves up to draft a tight end. So. Uh, you know, I, I listen. You made a lot of good points there, Richmond. What are your thoughts, ball game? I think overall, when you factor in what they may possibly want from the tight end position, going out and getting a guy like Sauber with and a couple of him with a guy like Smythe, 
puts them back into the traditional role of what a tight end actually is. The tight end to me has always been, even on my days of football, um, the quarterback's best friend. The quarterback's mm. first check down uh, as, as opposed to the running back. And when you got two, like what Richard said, you got wide receivers that are explosive as our guys are, they're going to garner most, if not all, of the coverage um, concerns. So the tight ends just need to be chain movers. And in the same sense, if you want to run the ball for four yards, have guys out there that can latch on, you know what I'm saying, and assist in the blocking aspects with the yep. with the offensive line. And you don't you don't you don't lose any of what Fangio also has, which is disguising it, right? So if you got guys out there that, that can do both equally and are balanced across the board, that gives the offense more flexibility. Now that gives mm-hmm. Mike an opportunity to open up the playbook even more and not show his hand in regards to whether it's run, pass, or Play action. You see what I'm saying? And um, I do believe, like you said, they will be still targeting another tight end in the draft. I th- it just makes sense. But overall, um, I don't, I don't, I don't hate, I don't, I don't hate the signing because Sauber's a true tight end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, size wise, you know what I'm saying? Um, decent, decent. You know, I'd say above decent hands. Um, Dedicated, dedicates himself to being a good, good blocker. You know what I mean? The dirty work. And that's what you need in this because I think we're going to run the ball a lot more this year. Or we're going to attempt to run the ball more this year. And that starts yeah. up front with all seven if they got two tight ends. And that's all seven of those guys are responsible for that. So mm-hmm. I like it. You know, um, no shade on, you know, no shade on Mike. But at the same time, that's not something that was ever going to be a part of his repertoire. And yep. you show your hand you when you got a guy that you know without a shadow of a doubt is only a pass catcher as opposed to, you know, you, you, yeah. want, you want a guy that fit. These guys fit more. People laugh about this when I say this, but he's not as explosive after the catch, but Smite has the same characteristics as a Kittle in terms of his, his, his desire to block, his desire to be in there and doing the dirty work, and he gets open. Even though the ball never yeah. really goes his way because – He's still open. Durant Smith knows how to get open in the, you know, what I'm saying in the intermediate areas of the coverage, and that's really yeah. all you, you need, man. So yeah. Um, Phil Jones donated ten dollars. He said they signed running backs from last year. They already know the offense. That means a high running back draft choice can get all of the running backs coaches attention. Then they cut Gaskin and Ackman. I'll do you one better, Phil. Look at the money they've spent. And look at the money they have coming off the book book off June 1st. They've set themselves in the position where if the Vikings eventually before the trade deadline want to say, okay, we're parting with Dalvin cook. This just doesn't make sense anymore. They can literally revisit him and add Dalvin cook because they haven't overly spent. Like they didn't even go out. Look at Jamal Williams got what? 4 million a year from the saints. I just saw James yeah. Robinson just signed two years with the Patriots for it's up to eight million over the two, so four million a year. They weren't even willing to go to these guys because when you break down the actual numbers of Wilson and Mostert, the way they have it structured, they ain't paying these guys really that much at all. So nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're getting both of them for under five million dollars. So they've structured it where if the Vikings yeah. want to move off Cook, because I know Cook's willing to play ball with his contract structure. So I know that for a fact, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook's willing to come here and play ball with that. So that's why they'll sit back and they'll say, listen, if the Vikings, you know, let's say the Vikings have a bad start to the season and they end up saying, okay, we're going all in for the draft pick. They, they brought, I mean, the Vikings even brought Madison back for pretty cheap earlier, just like an hour ago. So 
we'll see how that all plays right. out. I wanted to show this too because we were talking about him a little earlier with Austin Jackson. Something Let's to give everyone, home, man. Let him come on home. Yeah, 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 for sure. Something to give everyone a little hope for a guy like Austin Jackson, though, because um, I don't know if people saw this. Shout out to Yo Yovani. He's he's one of those dudes who always, you know he goes to training camp. He sent me footage before. Yovani's a real good dude. So shout out to Yovani. He actually hit up Duke Mayweather in a thread and said, "Has Austin Jackson joined the squad yet?" And Duke Mayweather said, "Soon." Why does this matter? Duke Mayweather is considered the best offensive line mind. Not in the NFL right now. Armstead's one of his big guys, you know, one of his big clients. Duke Mayweather is literally his program's called OL Mastermind. Okay. And he's out actually in Texas. I'm sure Richmond knows all about Duke. Duke's considered one of the best offensive line coaches and minds in football right now, especially that he is the best that's not in the NFL. And so that could be another reason yeah. why the, the, they're the bringing him exactly, fix. and then they're probably going to see if Duke can get him right, start getting him right this off season, right? Because he's going, yeah. you know, Armstead is taking him under his wing and and going to take him down there with it. So that could be in play here too. That's another factor people need to look at. So when they talk about bringing in competition and not going full out on Austin Jackson, Duke Mayweather could be a reason why. So. Just, you know, food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Food for thought. Um, go ahead, Bollyam. Sorry. Sometimes it ain't about what you know. It's who you know. Uh, exactly, right? Everybody I mean, can add Austin, Austin's slate is clean. Austin's slate is clean enough that he doesn't have a, a ton of things that, that necessarily need to be over weak. And the right person in the right hands, man, I think they can mold him into being exactly what he needs to be. Um. I, I do believe that's the reason the coach was brought in. I do believe that Armstead coming in and galvanizing himself and pulling him in also is going to help him immensely. Hell, even Liam. Mm. These guys get down there and just learn how to officially maximize those bodies of their end. Um, Duke's the guy to get them. Duke's the guy definitely to get that done for them. And then they show up, man, and they show up and show out in, in the spring, bro. It's, it's going to be a beautiful thing, you know? Sucks that we waited this long to get to this point, but you know it is what it is. Progression <laughs> of players, man. Let's uh before we get out of here, guys. I, I do want to get your thoughts on this because this is obviously the talk of the town. Your guys' thoughts on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? Um, you know my thoughts have been this. Listen, I think they're a very talented team. I think they got a lot of talented weapons. But he's all the way back. I've made a bold prediction. I think we're going to win the division. I think Jets are going to finish second and get a wild card spot. You heard me correct. I think the Bills are going to fall off and potentially miss the playoffs. All right? Like, I made that bold prediction. All right? What are your guys' overall thoughts on Aaron Rodgers coming to the AFC? I still think the AFC East is ours, but I think, you know, they're going to give the Bills a real run for their money for that two spot. What are your guys' overall thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? I think mean, he's, he's a great quarterback, but it's, it don't matter to me. I, I'm, I'm riding with the Dolphins. Um, the Jets got to figure that out. Um, I think he definitely can improve it, um, this and that. But also, you know, um, I look at what we got here in South Florida, the, the offensive side, the defensive side, this and that. So uh, even though he's a great quarterback, I think it might be some great matchup games, but – I still see us 
you know, coming out on top on that. So it doesn't like put fear in my heart that he's coming to the AFC East. Well, that doesn't. I'm good. It don't it don't move my needle enough, so I'm good. So we we we're gonna be good. Ball game. What I are your let, thoughts? I mean, Ramsey. He's never allowed a touchdown. Also doesn't have an interception against Rodgers. Um, Cater Kohu got his first career interception against him and actually got, you know, Rodgers to autograph it. And Rodgers wrote Merry Christmas on it, right, in the Christmas game. Um, and then, you know, Howard's the only one that's allowed a touchdown. He allowed a touchdown to Devontae Adams in 2018. But really, he only has one passing touchdown against all three of these guys. What are your thoughts on them again on Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. No disrespect to any player currently playing in the NFL, but fuck Aaron Rodgers, man. Nobody worry about him. <laughs> um, I think across the board, bro, when you when you take into consideration who we brought in to lead this defense, Aaron Rodgers, um Father Time is man, Father Time is undefeated, yeah, bro. Like Tom Tom Brady uh, defied him as long as he could, but at the end of the day, man, skills and things of that nature start to regress when yeah. you hit a certain plateau, when you hit a certain point in the in the NFL. And Rodgers falling off, in my opinion. The Jets are scrambling around trying to figure this thing out because they may be at the seasons, you know, in drafting quarterbacks. But at you the end see of the that day, Lazard money ball game? Yeah, Do you see the crazy, money they bro. get? Oh my. That's crazy. Eleven million, million a year. Yeah, they, they lost. When you got Elijah yeah, Moore, you got Elijah Moore, and Garrett Wilson. What are you saying, bro? Oh and my Garrett God. Wilson. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. And Bob, Corey man. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brees Hall in the backfield. They, 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 <laughs> in the backfield. Yeah, they, they completely a shit show in my opinion. But um, I'm with Richard, man. I don't give two shits about nobody else in this division. It's our division to win. Now at this point, I think we've made. Um, changes on the coaching side and um, on the offensive defensive side of the ball enough to make it pretty much known if you look at it on where the team to be. Now, they just got to go out and execute. And I think across the board, when you factor in the fact that Mike um, was kind of limited on what he could do playbook-wise, he has an opportunity now to open up a little bit more. The foundation is set. So now – the extra wrinkles and the things of that nature that he's going to add to this playbook in year two with Tua, I think it's going to be the, the, the defining difference. Teams already had a problem stopping us, and even when they did slow us down a bit, they didn't stop us completely. Now at this point, with him being able to dive into the next phase of um, the playbook and his installs, I think we're the team to beat, bro, like real talk. And um, I'm not going to jump out. You know, and, and it's not cockiness. I just think it's confidence now that Chris Greer has shown over over the last couple of seasons that he's willing to go out and ensure that this team is as competitive as possible, and that matters yeah. uh, when you're taking yeah. the, the Jets. Are, the Jets are grabbing and hoping that Aaron Rodgers can give them something more, but no one knows. And I don't think since he did that whole Hawaii deal, he hadn't been the player. He hadn't been himself. You know what I mean? And um. I get getting clarity and whatnot, but like you're ninety percent ready to retire, and you was ten percent coming back at this point. Yeah, but you got sixty million on the, go. you got sixty million on the table though, bro. <laughs> like, come on, yeah, but Benjamin, it, talk this, loudly. But, but here's this, here's this thing though: if at forty, he's got more, he got less ahead of him than behind him. So if money is just yeah, more at this point, it's the wrong, yeah. it's the wrong motivation well, factor, bro. 
Well, the I problem is because he never took his. You, you made the point earlier when you're talking about Brady and Father Time. The difference between him and Brady ball game. Brady took his craft way more seriously. Took his body way yeah. more seriously. That's how he was able to. This guy looks like like Nick Cage out of Con Air. He doesn't look like he's gonna, you know. Doesn't look like he's about you know to play all he's forty six. I don't think so. So you know, like Brady, you right. when you you know what it is, boys, right? When you get older, your arm gets a little weaker. You get less mobile. So what? Nutrition, health. A body and mechanics. mechanics That's what yeah. you need to play as long as you possibly can. I mean, and he's never got, and I got to give up the first ever finish line, $100 bomb. John oh, says, love the show. I want to shout out my man, number 78. Watched every play you made. You are the man, Richmond, the best offensive tackle I have ever seen play. Marino was lucky to have you. Wow, thanks, John. That's that's big time, bro. Appreciate the love you show me, man. The comments mean more than anything. So yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And John says, Thanks, Reason, Mr. Ballgame and Mr. Webb. It's still early in the offseason. I think our O line will be much better once we develop continuity. Hey, it's a it's a good point. Um, gentlemen, final thoughts before we wrap up and head into day two of free agency tomorrow. I guess mine is easy. I, I mean, I, I like everything they're doing. I, I think they're on the, the right path. I think uh, at the beginning of the show, kind of like what you said, Reason, you know, um, the only area now that they would address a lot of areas on defense is, you know, the offensive line. Address that. Um, and like you say, in the draft, possibly pick up a um, tight end or maybe a linebacker or something, but Everything they've done is to put us in a position to to win the division and and actually not only win a a playoff game to actually have an opportunity to go really deep, maybe possible Super Bowl. So the the question is, can we stay healthy? Bit as far as what they're doing right now. I mean, if you're a Dolphin fan and you're not excited, I don't know what else to tell you unless, like Ball Game said, you, you get caught up in in names versus players that's going to actually help you win. You know, it's easy to do that and say, oh, we got this guy, this guy, this guy, all big names and stuff that doesn't necessarily transition into a guarantee that you don't win a lot of games. So um, I thought they, they are doing a, a really good job. I'm really happy. And I think a lot of the fans are happy. Like you said, if you had a 1,000 Monday listening, 800, 700 tonight, you know, you just keep, Keep being right. Don't get tired of being right. I was gonna tell you. <laughs> so if if you was wrong, they wouldn't. We wouldn't have that many on the show. So y'all, just keep doing your thing. And and I like that little that little uh, recording you got there too. <laughs> that was, Bro, I love that, that, that movie. <laughs> so other that, come on with it, Bob Gang. Close it out. I think there's always a um, little to be made at times, and I think. Over the course of the last couple of years, the Dolphins' point is that we're not going to um, go head over heels and chasing um, what somebody else is doing. We're going to stay true to what we need, right? And um, when you look at when you really truly break down the success this team had last year after, you know what I'm saying, bringing on a new head coach, 
Well, let me back up. I don't think people take into consideration how big of a move that is and how philosophically that changes a lot of the energy in the room when a new coach comes on board and new people are around the players after they become accustomed to other players and the shift in, you know, say ideologies and things of that nature. But to have had the success we had last year, as early as we had it, he said, got birthday kicking it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> really what it comes down to, man, is that there were small tweaks that needed to be made to this thing, not major ones that could upset the energy that um, this team has been able to manifest for itself. Um, sometimes it takes a real mindful individual that can look at that and say, you know, I don't want to mess this thing. I don't want to tweak this too much because if I do, then it's going to throw some other areas out of whack. And I think what they've done thus far in free agency is they brought in guys that aren't going to cause too much of a ripple, but are going to be solid, con- you know, solid contributors to what they're trying to um, accomplish on both sides of the ball, right? Yeah. And um, familiarity with the scheme is huge. That's why I think most of them. I don't understand Gaskins, but I think that's why most of and um, Wilson were brought back, and in the, in the, you know, in the, in the in the biggest thing, I think what they're going to target is guys that they can bring in, plug and play, that fit the ideals of what they want position wise, right? Even in the tight end room, I do believe they're going to draft another tight end, and I think that although the kid from Georgia, uh, what's his name, uh, um, Darnell, Darnell Washington, is it Darnell? Darnell Washington, you know, the tight end, Darnell Washington. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a freak of nature. Yeah, I think that they might. I think the the Laporta kid is probably a better fit, to be honest with you. Yeah. But um, if they want to go big, then they'll move up to go get him. I don't have a problem with that either. Um, he's a, he's a six seven, two hundred and sixty pound behemoth of a man, and he moved the way he moved. That's had that around here. We haven't had that around here, and I've never seen a tight end that big in this in in, in the Dolphins organization. So. You know, yeah. they'll go. I think they'll do. They'll do diligence to go after what they feel is needed the most, and we just have to be willing to say, you know what? I see the vision. I see the understanding of why they're doing what they're doing, and just keep the faith. Because to this point, Chris Greer has my ut- the utmost. I have the utmost faith in him that he's willing to do whatever is necessary to ensure that we are as competitive as any team, any of the other thirty-one teams in the league, and. I know that there's a lot of oh, – there's always speculation about how good we can be and all these other things, but I think that we had a really good showing last year through some real serious adversity. I think the Dolphins rallied back from all of that and shocked the world this season, to be honest with you. So, yeah. I'm going to stick um, to that. Put my $1,000 down on us to win it all. <laughs> What a plus thirty five hundred, I think it is, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man. Right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, it was a couple of days ago. I don't know. What it was it a is. couple of days. Yeah, it's probably changed a bit now, but I'm gonna do it on Friday. Yeah. Oh, and then um, yeah. All right. Well, tomorrow I'm I I'm, I'm doing. Right if anything breaks tomorrow, I'll be back and I'll be live with anything big and breaking. Uh, if not, expect me and Neil tomorrow for an episode of Fin Too Deep where we'll recap the day and do the thing. You already know what time it is. So um, I saw a tweet from a non-credible source out there saying that the Patriots are interested in Mike Gusecki. So it's not credible. 
take it for what it's worth. But I know a lot of people are just in the comments talking about where he'll land. And it seems in the comments, they think the place that makes the most sense for uh, Gusecki is Green Bay. So we'll see how that all winds out, how that goes. Listen, day two of free agency is in what? Two hours and eight minutes officially at 12 a.m. So we are on our way. Let's see how they fill out the offensive line. Let's see how they continue to fill out the team. And then we get into draft season. And we appreciate everyone who donated tonight. We appreciate everyone who came through. Smash that like button on your way out. And as always, you already know what time it is. Fins up all day, every day. We'll see all y'all on the next one. Have a fantastic evening, everyone. Shout out to Alf in the comments for dealing with all those fools on Twitter, too. Appreciate you, Alf. Fins up, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.